Running in circles Jumping the hurdles Getting caught in that rush of doing so much I'm feeling kind of worn out All this checking the boxes Trying to be flawless Has me spinning my head Catching my breath Too afraid to slow down I tell myself to keep this up That God wants more than just my love But I've been complicating things It's just like me to overthink Gotta keep it real simple, keep it real simple Bring everything right back to ground zero Cause it all comes down to this Love God and love Welcome, welcome everybody to Love God, Love His People, where we teach about God and Jesus and we keep it simple. It's exciting today because we've got uh, two guests with us today from the River Church in Belton, 312 West Highway 190 on the access road there in Belton. It's uh, Linda and Richard Gato. I hope I've got that right. Yep. All right. Say hello. Say hello. Hi, hi, hi. Hey there. And they're, they're going to be our guest star today. Miss Linda's going to do some speaking uh, here in a little bit about the unity of the church. Um, and um, um, we uh, before we get started, I'm just sitting here, blah, 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 blah. But before we get started, uh, I want to let everybody know, remind them what our website is. It's uh, lovegodlovespeople.org. And our email address is lovegodlovespeople at aol.com. Now, at the, at the uh, end of this, uh, this is going to be a question and answer session uh, about unity of the church. Uh, and if y'all have any questions, send them to lovegodlovespeople. Uh, not dot org, lovegodlovespeople at aol.com. Uh, you can hear how nervous I am today because uh, of the guests we have in, in, in house. Yes, and uh, you didn't introduce me either. Oh, uh, Trish, are you here? I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't even realize you I'm here. here. Hey, Trish is here. here, people. Sorry about that. Uh, like I said, I'm just so excited about having these guests in here. I'm just, it's just driving me a little crazy. Anyway, um, uh, at this point in time, I'm going to ask uh, Pastor Richard Gato if he will lead us in prayer so we can get started. Yep, I'm glad to do that. Uh, I pray right now that your ears will be open to hear, that the Spirit of God would be on you right now, the anointing. Uh, would be in your life and this is going to be a very interesting topic i want you to just tune in i want to pray that you would uh, be very receptive so father in the name of jesus i thank you lord for those listening right now i pray holy spirit to hover over them to quicken the word of god lord that they would receive what you have to say and be doers of the word not hearers only so lord i just release the power of the holy spirit right now in jesus name bless them abundantly in the mighty name of Jesus, amen. 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 Uh, now, before we get started, uh, Trish has something to say about about a local problem that were that that is happening. Trish, go ahead. Um, I would just wanted everybody. I put it on Love God Love His People yesterday. Um, well, Friday, Friday, yeah. Um, about the wildfires in Eastland County, Texas, which is up by Abilene and Cisco. And there was many, many people affected that lost their homes, their farms, their machinery, their animals. Um, they even lost a police officer who was trying to help an elderly person. And so I just, I, I want you to all pray for this um, 
situation and the people that are up there that have lost everything. And we also, I am going to be posting a website that you can go to to donate money or anything that you can to help these people get back on their feet. Um, Governor Abbott did go there yesterday afternoon and um, declare it as a disaster area, mm -hmm. which means that they will have uh, funds to rebuild and maybe do some things that they need to do. I haven't heard anything else today, but that's all I know right now. So um, I would just like to go ahead and, and uh, ask Miss Linda a question and let okay. her start. Go for it. Okay. Miss Linda, um, we've been talking here on the podcast about um, loving your brothers and sisters in Christ and how sometimes we don't always see that in the churches. Mm -hmm. And so that came to the point of what is unity. Unity um, is something that I feel like we need to address and l let the church be aware of what's going on. Okay. Uh, unity means different things to different people but we have to go back to the word of god when we talk about unity and in john chapter 17 let me get to it here john chapter 17 jesus addresses this thing and he's praying for us do you realize he's praying for us and he's not only just praying for his disciples he's praying for us because I believe it's in verse 21, he says, I do not pray for these alone, which is his disciples, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And the glory which you gave me i have given them that they may be one just as we are one i in them and you in me that they may be made perfect in one that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you has as you have loved me so what jesus is saying is that unity is literally held together by the love of god all together the father the word and the holy spirit holds the church together by love love is the glue that holds the disciples together one time he said the way the world's going to know that you're my disciple is is if you have love one for another yes. so love is the glue that holds it together now when you unity in some people's minds they think well if we all agree on the same thing then we're unified that's not true no because god has many facets to his personality and so he made people different he made everybody different everybody's got their own gift everybody's got their own calling but everybody is all working if they're listening to the holy spirit and they're listening to the voice of Jesus within them, they're all going to be working toward the same goal, but in different ways. And so a lot of times things happen in churches where people get in the flesh and they, they don't really understand the word of God. And so they think, well, if that person doesn't believe like I do, then I don't belong in this church. When that really isn't what it's about. It's about learning, do you really belong there? If you belong there, then you need to stick like glue and you need to overcome the things you need to overcome and love your brother and sister and grow 
grow in grace because the Bible says in Psalm 92 that those that are planted in the house of the Lord will flourish in the courts of our God. They will, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will be fat and flourishing. For the Lord, what is it? The Lord is upright and right. he is righteous. And so if we stay planted where God puts us, then we'll grow, we'll flourish. But if we're hopping from place to place because we refuse to learn how to love one another and fit in, we're never going to grow. We'll just stay a baby the rest of our life. And like, like uh, I think Scott Wintram said once, he said, well, it's one thing, it's real cute when they're two years old and you're changing their diapers, but when they become 60, then it's, it's a nasty situation. So God is wanting his people to grow in love. And as we grow in the love of God, then we'll grow as the kind of disciples we need to be, and we'll be able to work together, and the church will be strong. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Let me add something to my wife over here. I think um, the opposite of love is actually self-centeredness, being selfish. And God is trying to get the body of Christ to die to themselves and let Jesus come alive within them. And uh, the devil's trying to cause division, offense, but we grow as we we, con, we confront the issue and not run, but we go to that individual, to the Lord, and uh, that's how we grow. And the Lord has a lot of people that are immature. They will not face uh, these problems that have arisen in the church, and God's allowed that so they can country, confront the issue and grow up. God has a lot of immature kids, and, and it's time that we really pray that the love of God really be poured out in the church. Mm-hmm. You know, if anything has been attacked the last few years has been uh, the churches. They've been they've been challenged to shut down over something that I'm not I'm not even going to get into. But God never told his church to shut down. In fact, the church is supposed to push forward, but it can't push forward if the people aren't in unity. People need to learn to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the shepherds that are that God puts over them and to do what they're called to do. Okay. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I, you know, I, I gave you, I, I sent you 11 questions, and you just answered like three of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go on to the next one. It says, um, what are some bold, motivating steps that church members can strengthen their church unity? Like in your church, how, how, would, we, how would we do that? Well, I think one thing is uh, if you have a a problem with somebody, Mm -hmm. don't go talking to everybody else about it. Correct. Go talk to that person and say, did I really understand what you were saying? Did you really say that about me? Sometimes people perceive things wrong. You know, they think they're talking about them when they're really not. They're just making a statement. What's that that joke about the guy that is is watching a football team? He had a rejection complex and... Uh, when they had the huddle down the field, uh, he was thought he thought they were talking about him. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! And, and I think a lot of people uh, come with with their feelings on their shoulders, and uh, and they need to understand that not everybody feels the way they do about things. And they a lot of times people do things and they're not even thinking about what's going on, and they hurt somebody and don't even realize they've hurt somebody. So it really is important that if we feel like we've been offended by somebody, to go to that person and say, did you really mean what you said? I mean, this is how I heard it. Is this the way it was? But most people just, they pack their bags and go somewhere else if they get hurt. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that doesn't help anybody. That doesn't help the person that said it. Doesn't help the person that received it. Mm-hmm. So we have to grow up. We have to. We have to become mature in the way we we respond in the church. Okay. Even the pastor. Ooh. Yes, me too. <laughs> Even the pastor. I've got a saying that God will fix a fix to fix you. If you fix the fix that God fixed to fix you, He'll fix another fix. He wants you to grow up. So when things develop in a church, God's given us the modus operandi to confront issues and to grow up and to uh, walk in the love of God. So I believe God is really doing a deep work in his church because we're going to see the power and the glory of God when the church becomes unified, loving God and loving one another and loving people. That's really a main thrust of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Amen. Well, we just went down to... <laughs> Number seven. <laughs> I still got a lot more to share, but you go I right know. ahead. Um, do you believe that humility, gentleness, and patience are required in the unity of a church? Oh yeah, I think when Jesus washed the the feet the feet of the disciples, he told them. He said, "You see what I'm doing," because they had this idea that. Uh, when Jesus left, that they were going to be, you know, in some kind of a governor position or a king position. And Jesus said, no, I've come to serve. Now, we know pastors that feel like the people are there for them. When they don't understand, that's not what Jesus was talking about. He was talking about we are here to lay our lives down so that the kingdom of God can be pushed forward. Paul said that. He said, I've laid my life down. We are the least of the of everybody because we have to pay the price that other people don't have to pay. And it's true. Yeah, well, I agree with you. I grew up in a church to where the, the pastor um, got, got his role and God's role turned around. Uh, he thought he was God, <laughs> uh, which ended up uh, letting about getting rid of about half of his congregation and everything Mm-mm-mm-mm. because he was on TV and all this other stuff. I see a pastor as a shepherd, yeah. you know, to lead the people, you know, and everything. And pastors are human like we are. Mm-hmm. They make mistakes. We make mistakes. But uh, we, need to, we need to also fix those mistakes that we do. I mean, just like a shepherd, you know, if he's got a flock of 100 and 99 of them are doing what they want to, but that one, you know, He's got to go find that one. That's right. You know. And and that's really a calling. It really is. Mm-hmm. I agree. A, being I agree. Being a shepherd is, and there's people standing behind pulpits right now, and here I am saying the piece, but there's people standing behind pulpits that uh, <laughs> think it's a job, and it's not a job. No, it's, it's, a it's a calling. It's something that you are called by God to do, just like everybody in the body of Christ is called to do a certain thing, and that's their calling. Well, there's people who think it's an easy job when they have no idea what's really involved. And the dangerous part of that is eventually they will stand before God, and they're going to have to answer for what they've done. And people have no uh, fear of God that I see. You know, I see that there's no real understanding of who God really is, in not only in the world but in their own lives. And we need to really press that. That helps with unity when there's a fear of God in the church. Amen. Yes, exactly. And when I was saying a while ago that a that a that a minister is a pastor. I mean, it's a pastor is a is a is a shepherd uh, in everything, you know. And it's like he's got his arms around the whole entire flock. 
uh, you know, and and uh, he is just the he is just the the shepherd. Uh, he can't do everything. Mm-mm. No, but he has the he has that power to go out and say, hey, would you would you help me out by doing this or by doing that or or starting this group or, or whatever, you know, and leading people that way. That's you know? right. That's right. Uh, when I the, the church I grew up into, it had it had uh, uh, a group of uh, for for shut in people. We had a lot of people that was a member of the church, but they couldn't come to church because they were shut in, their health reasons and stuff like that. And we had a group that went out and saw those people. Oh, and and I don't see that a lot in churches these days. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Anyway, sorry, Trish. Well, no, that's fine. That, that's what this is all about. That's right. They, well, they've shut, they shut up the nursing homes, too, which is horrible. Yes. Uh, and these poor people have been separated, you know. From their families. From their families, and yes. Everything. And yes. this is where the church needed to stand up and say no. This should stop right now. Exactly. The church is actually the authority on the earth by God. Yes, yes, and I, I do agree with you. I do agree with you, and it and it it shouldn't have been. There should have been people from the church allowed, you know, to go into these nursing homes and and continue to their ministry with these people. That's right. I agree. Okay. Um. One. I have another question, and I. Um, how does our church, or the church, not just ours, but the church, welcome and unite people that have different backgrounds? How 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 can we do that? How do you think? You know. Well, I think that the first thing is greet them with a sincere uh, appreciation of their being there, and accept them where they're at, and just love them and. Uh, Make them feel part of it. We have in our church people walk in the church, and they're really blessed. They say, wow, mm-hmm. uh, we have not been greeted that way in, in many churches. But our church is a, a, a kind of a family church, but we do really care about people, and it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. And so I think just greeting them and, and, and talking to them, uh, welcome them back, anything we can do to, to help you, to pray with you, uh, we're available to you. I, I give my... My number out. If you have a if you have a prayer need, give us a call. We've got ladies who pray, and uh, just let people know that they are very very important to God, and to us. Amen. 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 And this is for both of you. So, um, um, how would you describe the relationship of unity between your church members and you two? How would you describe it? Not sure. <laughs> what, what kind of question is that? <laughs> it's a personal one, but it's also something that I think people need to understand. Being a pastor in at chur- at a church that you know, um, a lot of pastors don't have the unity with their people. They're the pastor, and that's all. Mm-hmm. And I don't see that with you. And so I just wanted to bring that out and wanted you to elaborate on it well, let, let me say this that linda and i have to be one in the spirit have the same vision uh the same motivation uh to care about the people and to do the will of god from our hearts when we're unified uh there's a it flows into the church people are, are content they're like sheep and lambs when the the shepherd and the shepherdess uh shepherdess <laughs> <laughs> uh, when they see uh, the, no, the shepherd and the sheepherd. The, the love of God in them, uh, they feel they feel content. It's like when they say mom and dad, 
and, and love one another and uh, the kids are set they're, they're they're satisfied they're content so i think that's probably a very important part yeah. Well, and I do believe that that uh, church members look at their pastors and the and their pastors' wives and families as mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Okay, because every church in the country and every broadcast I've ever heard, they've used the words church family. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a lot of the churches don't act like it. You know, but the word family means that if somebody's in the hospital you go see them if somebody's lost their job you collect money for them if somebody's hungry you feed them you know that's 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 what i look at is a is a church family mm-hmm. uh what i've seen and and that we've gotten into and that was our last podcast uh, uh was called uh the the sunday church and the sunday christians okay that's we are great christians on sunday we read our bibles we come to church we sing in the choir and then on monday tuesday wednesday thursday we pretty much forget about god you know and uh that's the way the trend is going into churches and people now Mm -hmm. And, and it does say in the bible that don't be in the in the business of the world be in the business of god you know so so uh that's what i believe is part of the unity of the church is being family mm-hmm. oh definitely and another thing too there's a responsibility on sheep there was a book years ago by philip what's his name philip um yancy yancy who wrote a book uh what a shepherd can what a sheep can uh expect from their shepherd and the other one was what a shepherd can expect from their sheep. There was two books. Right. It was written back in, I guess, the 50s or 60s. But it was very interesting. He was a shepherd, and he was also a sheep herder. Mm-hmm. And he did a lot of, of, of comparisons of what it was to be a shepherd over a flock of sheep and a shepherd over a flock in a church. Another thing, too, there are responsibilities for people in a church. And that is is that they they individually have a strong relationship with Jesus. They must have time with God because God is their source, not their shepherd, not the church. God is their source. They need to have an understanding of, of how strong the power of the Holy Spirit can work in their lives so they can fulfill their destiny. Amen. Another thing, too, is a shepherd's main responsibility is to feed the sheep a fresh, uh, fresh, uh, what would you call it, flock, a fresh tableland of food. So they're not pulling it out of a book. Right. They're not hearing somebody on a a tape and saying, okay, I'm going to preach that this Sunday. They are literally seeking the face of God and finding out what is God saying to my people? What does he want them to know? And I found that when people do this, when shepherds do this, uh, they are all preaching the same thing from all over the world. They're preaching the same thing because the Holy Spirit has one mouth. He speaks one thing. And the shepherd has to have an ear to hear what God says. That's what Paul and the apostles, when the, when the Greek uh, widows were, were being not treated right, I believe it's in the fifth chapter or the sixth chapter. I can't remember which one. Sixth chapter of Acts. Uh, They said, well, they raised up some deacons. Now, these deacons aren't the deacons we know today. These deacons moved in miraculous powers. 
And he said, now, I want you to take care of, of feeding all of these people because we are to dedicate ourselves to the word of God and to prayer. And that's what shepherds are supposed to do. Exactly. Now, you brought up a, a very interesting point that it's not all on the shepherd or the pastor. It's on the, the people that are receiving the word, Right. you know, to also respond. And listen, people, that's what we need to do out there. If your pastor comes up to us and says, I need some help, I need you to speak to these widows, or I need to speak to these these kids or whatever, be willing to do that. Not saying, well, you know what, I'm tired after work and, and then blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't do anything like that. You know, be willing to get out there, okay? Uh, when, when I was a younger kid, we went, on Mondays, we went door to door, you know, and, and visited with people and everything. And that's serving God on, on Monday. There's a song about that. Uh, I think Trish is, is, uh, uh, spoke about it before. Uh, it's called, it, it needs to start right here. Oh, yeah, right here, you right know, now. Right here with us, right here, right now. Casting crow, crowns. Crowns. Yeah, casting, casting crowns. crowns. <laughs> well, well, you see, I used to listen to in the we 80s. We forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but but I, I believe that, that, that your, your church members have to respond. That's the right. The church members can't expect everything from, the from, pastor. from a pastor. That's right. He's not a superhero. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard words, but, you know, it's just rumors. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, the pastors need our help as well as we need their help. So, anyway. Amen. You know, my, my um, sincere drive motivation is to, to pray with the people, cover them every, every morning. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. I pray over them. Um, I pray the number six prayer, let bless them and keep them, and so on. And so I am very, very strong and encouraging people to get into the secret place with Jesus. Amen. It's it's Jesus and them. Uh, he prepares a table before them in the presence of his enemies. And so I teach the Word of God, and I, I encourage people, get in the Word of God and get in prayer and watch what God will do in your life. Okay, well, this has been great. This has been fun today. Uh, we're going to ask uh, uh, Pastor Richard and Miss Linda if they will join us again uh, on on discussions, not just about unity of the church, but the the other things we talk about and we we learn about here and everything. Now, um, I want to remind everybody: if you have questions for Miss Linda, uh, you can write us at uh, uh, Love God, Love His People at AOL dot com. Um, uh, Trish has got a new blog 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 out uh she put out the other day and uh uh it's at uh, lovegodlovespeople.org mm-hmm. yep and let me know how you what you think of the blogs i don't i don't hear anything so you can tell lonnie and he'll tell me well most of the time anyway <laughs> all right well uh i, I want to thank you too for for coming yes, and you. for giving thank us you. your insights mm-hmm. uh on this issue and um we will um, continue this discussion if we need to, if we think we need to. Are you all up sure. for that? Sure. Uh, okay. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we had a good time here today. Now, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Trish if she will read the sinner's prayer. Uh, so if you want to put Jesus into your life, uh, repeat this prayer after us. 
Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I know that I am a sinner. I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. And I ask, ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you died for my sins. And rose from the dead. Rose from the dead. I turn from my sins. I turn from my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart. And I invite you to come into my heart. And life. And life. I want to trust and follow you. I want to trust and follow you. As Lord and Savior. As Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. All right. Well, uh, and this is about it for this episode. Until we meet again on Love God, Love His People. Maybe you just haven't seen it, just haven't seen it yet. Like the brightest sunrise, waiting.